Welcome to episode 46 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Amber. And I'm Danny. And today is Mario, Mario Day. Day. So we normally release all of our episodes on Tuesdays, but this week we decided to hold it back a couple days so that we could release this episode on March 10th, which is Mario Day. So happy Mario Day, everybody. Happy Mario Day. Let's go. Yay. Yay. So in this, our very first episode about Mario, after 45 episodes of a podcast about video games and comic books, our very first episode dealing with Mario, we thought, well, let's not talk about anything new and exciting in the world of Mario. <laughs> Because, of course, there's a new movie coming out soon. Which, for the life of me, I don't know why they wouldn't release on Friday, March 10th. That's why I was saying that earlier. Like, I don't I don't get it. Now, obviously, I'm not a business mogul. I don't own a film company. I'm sure they've got some really smart people that figured out that if they release it in April, whatever, instead of March 10th, that they'll make 4.2% more profits on opening weekend or something but it's freaking mario day right on a yeah. friday i feel like that would i don't know transcend the like statistics it would it would be easy to remember at least yeah and it, would, it would look great on the movie posters right yes. but instead we get april something april something see we don't even know we don't even know nor do we care. No, nope. I care. I it. <laughs> it looks like a good movie. It does look really good. So instead of talking about new Mario stuff, which we just decided wasn't worthy of our time, we're going to be talking about old Mario stuff. And by old Mario stuff, I mean as almost as old as we can get. So we're going to talk about a movie and a video game. That movie is called Super Mario Brothers, the wow. movie. Not to be confused with the upcoming movie, Super Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and and the video game is called Mario Brothers. Now, super about it. Now, before playing Mario Brothers, if I asked you to, hey, have you guys ever played Mario Brothers before? What would you have said? Yes. Yep. What what would you assume I was talking about? The Wii one. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, or the only old been, one. <laughs> there's only been 87 different Mario Brothers games released on all the different consoles. <laughs> but if you just walked up to someone on the street and said, "Hey, have you ever played Mario Brothers?" I bet you they'd say, "Yeah." And you'd say, "Well, which one is that?" And they'd go, "Do do 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 do." Boom. The side-scrolling platformer with the pop-pop. Pop. <laughs> there's no pop-pop in the original, is no, there? No, there's no pop-pop. No pop-pop. But there is a video game called Mario Brothers, which came out before Super Mario Brothers, which is the one that everybody thinks of. The iconic side-scrolling. The game that started it all and saved a video game revolution. So okay. that's the that's Yeah, the we're not going to get into about. that one. No, that one's not worthy of our time either. <laughs> Let some other podcast cover the, the good games. We're talking about just Mario Brothers. Nothing super about it. Just Mario Brothers. 
So that's what's on the agenda today. A, a movie and a video game. But before that, let's talk about our week. Anything happening and since the last episode in the world of Family Geekery? I went to New York City for a couple of days. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just went for two days. Really wanted, really wanted to see an art exhibit at the Met before it went out of season. Um, so that was like my main thing that I did. But kind of, I guess, to prepare for this episode, I did go to the Nintendo store at Rockefeller Center. Nice. Um, and also FAO Schwartz, which is right near there. Um, yeah, really wanted to hit Midtown Comics, but just didn't have enough time to do that. Um, but yeah, the Nintendo store is pretty cool. They had a lot of plushes and um, some other merchandise for their main franchises like Mario, Animal Crossing, um, Pokemon, of course. Uh, not as much Legend of Zelda stuff. A um, little bit of Kirby stuff, even some Splatoon stuff, which was like pretty interesting to me. Um, and of course, on the upper floor, you can go sample some games on the Switch. And then on the lower floor, you can uh, buy those games <laughs> for the <laughs> Switch. Um, but yeah, that was pretty neat. Um, besides that, I've not been doing too much. Um, just the occasional Overwatch game here and there. Nice. Surprised they didn't have a lot to do with the uh, the Zelda game with the new one coming out. Right, yeah. I mean, they probably had some Zelda merch. I just didn't really uh, see it. I bought a Sobble plushie keychain. It's real cute. It's a Pokemon. Nice. Yeah. And are you sure that you were in New York City and not the alternate dimension i'm pretty sure i was in new york city and not koopa kingdom or whatever they called it (laughs) (laughs) had a couple different names which we'll get into all right how about you danny well did you go to any exotic places no i did not go to new york city um i've been chilling just not really doing much on my spring break, so not much nerdy things for me. Cool. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been busy, so not a whole lot for me either. Just getting ready for Mario Day, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do we want to tackle first, the game or the movie? Let's do the game first. Since we already kind of led up to it. The game. So Mario Brothers, the game, released in 1983 on many different platforms. I played it on the Atari 2600 because my friend had an Atari 2600, and and this is one of the games he had, and it was a good two-player game, a fun two-player game to play. But it's been released on many different platforms. In fact, it's been re-released over and over again, like as bonus games on some of the you know, more recent Mario Brothers games. And it's available, of course, on the Switch and the, uh, where you can buy like the classic Nintendo games and stuff. So this is also a, an arcade game. And you can tell by the way you're playing it, it felt very arcadey, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Danny was dropping quarters. 
when she was playing it. <laughs> More so than me? Well, just because like you get, you know, you get so far and then you die, you know, game over and you think, oh man, okay, now I know, now I know how it works. So, so let me start again <laughs> and you get a little bit further and you die and then, oh, I, I can get further. I, I, I want to beat this level, you know. That's how the games got your quarters in the arcades back in that day. So this was, yeah, this was a good arcade game. It started off slow in the arcades, but then it finally became one of the iconic classics. Um, so who wants to start off by telling me your impressions? Because this was both of your first times playing the game Mario Brothers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we played here at home on a um, a mini Nintendo so a couple of years ago, the little mini NES games came out that had like 40-something games loaded on it. And that's that was one of the included games. So who wants to start off? Start off? I'll go. Okay. First impressions. What did you think about the game? It was difficult. <laughs> it took me a few games to get past level one. <laughs> but then I got the hang of level one. I was like, okay. Uh, I got level two now. Um, level two was the, no, level three was the crab. Got to level three. And the crabs, you got to hit them twice. I'd hit them once and they would come right at me. So I was like, <laughs> okay. So I, I didn't get past the crab level single player. But then, but then dad taught me some tricks while we we're doing some, um, duo two players we both took a side of the map and he taught me some tricks of how to hit them forwards and backwards so i I got the hang of hitting the crabs and then these were they bugs were they like fireflies i think fireflies and you gotta hit them but only when they go on the ground i was like okay those are kind of weird but i just kept Forgetting that they would go, like, to the right and then come through my left. So oh, they yeah. would just get me that way. And then the fireballs would get me. And, yeah. Lots to think about at once. Yeah. And it's all a single screen game. So that's that's something that was common in the early days of arcades. Think about Pac-Man... Yeah. Frogger, Space Invaders, Asteroids, you know, single game. And that's that's just because the limitations of the hardware at the time. When when Super Mario Brothers came out, like the NES Super Mario Brothers, that was like mind blowing. Like what? You can you can walk <laughs> to the right and you don't end up on the left side of the screen. You know, that mm-hmm. was kind of amazing. So so single uh single screen game. Um lots of fun. Amber, what do you think? Well, first, it, like, surprised me, you know, not expecting that and expecting something more similar to Super Mario Brothers. Um, but I I started out with two-player, and it was so difficult <laughs> because we just kept bumping each other. Um, yeah, you not as good co-oping. communication as you guys, I guess. <laughs> you weren't co-oping with your partner as no, well. No, I was as, uh, not. We were. <laughs> Tends to happen. Um so that was a little difficult. Um, and it tricked me a little bit. Like, 
because you have to hit them from the bottom um which is so different from every other mario game where you jump on them right <laughs> to kill them mm-hmm. so it was a little silly because i kept like trying to jump on them um but yeah it was really fun once i got the hang of it um well i didn't really get the hang of it a whole lot but it was like fine um and then i i i gave up and and started playing princess tomato <laughs> which you spent a lot which longer i spent on. a lot longer on and played that for like an hour and a half very good game gotta go watch a playthrough of that one <laughs> yeah. well, we got to level 10 level 10 of mario yeah yeah oh my gosh i guess i think i got to level 11 by the time i died i think yeah wow. i died first once we- the ice starts melting and it gets hard to to navigate that's just uh, just gets more and more difficult. Yep. I bet. We, we did have a good combo move, though, that we totally intentionally did. <laughs> yeah. I, I went up and hit, I don't know what it was, but I hit something. But while I jumped up and hit them, I bounced off Dad's head and then collected them in the process. So Nice. It's yeah. a pretty sweet move. Yep. So this is the first game to feature Mario as Mario. Because mm, we all know Mario and Donkey Kong. Everybody knows Mario's backstory, right? Princess Peach and Toad had a baby, and that baby's name was Yoshi. And Yoshi had two eggs, and when they hatched, one was Mario and one was Luigi. Uh. Is that, did I get the story wrong? I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Wait, so Mario just... first started in Donkey Kong, but his name in that game was just Jumpman. He wasn't even a plumber, right? No, he was a carpenter, I think. Mm. And at some point in the Nintendo uh, US headquarters, the uh, Mario Sigali, which was an Italian-American landlord of of their office building, came in and started demanding rent, so they named Jumpman after him. So in the in the game Mario Brothers was the first game to feature him as Mario. And then, since it was a two-player game, they needed to have a palette swap. So they did a palette swap and made a green one. Christmas. And they considered him Luigi. Hmm. Now, the the two-player mode of it was very much inspired by a very popular arcade game called Joust. I think, Danny, you play Joust a lot when we go to the arcade, don't you? Joust. That's the one where you're sitting on the back of an ostrich and you hit the flap button to flap your wings and you have to knock the eggs out of the other birds. Um, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Well, you, <laughs> sure. I think you'd know it if you saw it, but very similar gameplay because you're jousting with other birds and once you hit them, if you hit them right, then the egg pops out and you have to go collect that egg before it hatches and turns into a man that picks up another bird. Oh, Okay. So all of that is very similar to this Mario Brothers game. So I think they took a little little, uh, inspiration from a popular game and and turned it into a a Mario game and added a couple pipes. Nice. (laughs) Add pipes and turtles. And you got yourself a Mario game. And it was uh, developed by Shigeru Miyamoto, which is the, the guy who started or created... Mario and 
Donkey Kong and all that. Cool. So Shigeru Miyamoto and Gunpai Yokai, both of them worked on Donkey Kong, and then they worked on this, the follow-up. But yeah, good game. So if you uh, if you've never played it before, go find it and try it out. And it's a fun coach, couch co-op game. Yeah. If, if you can coordinate well. At each other. <laughs> right. You bounced me into it. Yeah, There's a lot can, of that happening. You can get you can get pretty uh, devious against your <laughs> couch partner if you wanted to. That could make it more fun. That you could like make a competition of it. Yeah. I can tell you one thing though, the coin level a lot yeah. easier with two people. Oh, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Wait, did you not make it to a coin level? Not with two people. <laughs> Someone always me, me. I always died before the coin level. And with <laughs> one player, you have to you can't miss like a single jump or else you're not going to get them. Mm-hmm. Get them all. No bonus. No bonus. All right. Well, that was that was good times playing that. If you had to choose between Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers, which would you rather play? I feel like I could learn to be better at Mario Brothers. I feel like Super Mario Brothers just has too much. Yeah. Everybody's really good at the first level. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the talent level kind of drops. Yeah. Yeah. But if you throw in the Wii Mario Bros, I could probably beat all you guys. No problem. Pop, pop. <laughs> that a great soundtrack. Yeah. All right. Is it time to talk about the movie then? Oh, boy, let's. <laughs> so the movie, Super Mario Brothers. 1993, starring Bob Hoskins as the uh, the titular role, John Leguizamo as Luigi, and Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. So, two pretty big names, and then John Leguizamo was an up-and-coming uh, stand-up comedian, and uh, he did a great job. And there were some pretty big names that were also asked to be in this movie before they came up with the final cast. So Arnold Schwarzenegger was approached to be King Koopa. But he turned that down. Hmm, dang. Tom Tom Hanks was Tom asked Hanks? to be Luigi. What? Really? But but get a hold get a load of this. He, he had a couple a uh, he had a couple couple uh, not so great movies, box office failures. So they actually dropped him from consideration. No, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, 1993. Toy Story would have been almost out. Uh, he had he had some real lemons before that, though. Oof. Uh, let's see. Danny DeVito, which I think everybody would have. That would have been perfect. Would have. Uh, Has he not played Mario? Loved the scene. He was offered the role of Mario and a director role. And why he no? Why he say no? Because he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> that movie would have been so much better if it had Danny DeVito. And then Dustin Hoffman was uh, had actually expressed interest in portraying Mario. Hmm. But, that's Rain uh, Man, right? Yes, yes, that's Rain Man. But the uh, I think one of the directors said, "Nah, I don't You're think he'd be, he'd be right for it." Um. 
but Bob Hoskins, he he originally didn't want to do it because he just did Roger Rabbit, which was also a kids movie, was and he done he done Hook. Was wasn't what now? <laughs> Who was he in Roger Rabbit? He was the main main guy, uh, <laughs> the, the the live action guy at least. I don't remember that movie at all. The detective. Okay. <laughs> um, and he was in Hook. And uh, and he said he didn't want to become the next Dick Van Dyke, so he didn't want to just do kids movies. But after a couple of rewrites, um, he looked at the script again and he said, "Yeah, let's go ahead and do this." This is less of a kids movie now. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so interesting. Uh, it could have been a much different movie depending on who was in it. Uh, but but uh, I think the cast the cast was actually well received and. They 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 received praise for their nice. their job. They so should. The uh, the movie was criticized for lacking a fluid story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but this was the first feature length live action film based on a video game. Wow, hmm. yeah. it's probably better than most movies based <laughs> off of video games. And it was the last live action video game based on a Nintendo property until Are Detective, you us? Detective Pikachu. Oh, cool. So that's, that's quite some time. Yeah. Now they've had some other movies, but not live action. I have a question if you have the knowledge of the production background of this. Okay. What's, what's the Do question? You, so they called him King Koopa and then they had Princess Daisy instead of Princess Peach. Do you know if they just couldn't, if the movie producers just couldn't get the rights to the Bowser and Princess Peach or they just <laughs> always knew they wanted to have Daisy as a love interest for Luigi and not have a love interest for Mario? I think they just weren't given a, uh, a copy of the game. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. No, so... So the uh, the writers and the producers and the directors and everything they had complete creative license. Nintendo said, "Do whatever you want," oh, because because Nintendo, which was obviously run by Japanese you know people, they they thought the movie there's there's nothing that could be bad, right? <laughs> they thought that the the Mario brand itself was strong enough that you don't have to make it anything like the the video games. The, and it's the, the Mario brand itself funny. is so huge and so strong that you can do whatever you want. Just experiment with it if you want. Okay, that's fair. So the original concepts were kind of influenced by Ghostbusters, which was released a few years before. So okay. Ghostbusters and and Wizard of Oz. So kind of oh. a dark, a dark type of movie. Yeah. There's a couple other movies at the time that were kind of dark, you know, movies. Um. And Wizard of Oz, because they wanted, and I don't know if, if this came off this way, but they wanted the story to be very much about the relationship between the brothers. Oh, interesting. Which, if if you remember, you know, the way that Mario was trying to teach Luigi about, you know, yeah. the tools. And mm -hmm. and then what what was the catchphrase that they kept on saying? Trust, trust the ooze or trust the slime or something like that yeah i don't know i think so i guess so luigi was teaching mario how to believe 
Yeah, believe, yeah. So that was that was the intent. Okay. I feel like that was kind of a little bit cloudy because they had like the main focus on the on Daisy and Luigi, I felt. Yeah. Turned out to be a uh, a critical and financial failure. I don't know if watching it uh, recently, if you would have believed that or not. I believe <laughs> it, but I also thought it was going to be worse than it was. So. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people went to see it because it's Mario, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of people came out of it saying that wasn't Mario. <laughs> Don't so go I, watch this. I'm not going to buy this on VHS. So I think they uh, they only made 38.9 million worldwide, and it cost 42 to 48 million to oh, make. So, no. so it lost money. Jeez. But it's it's since become like a cult classic, like a lot of other movies that were bad considered movies. bad at the time. <laughs> yep. Now part of the reason that it had some troubles was a couple weeks before filming began. So they had this script, right? They had the script. They gave it to the um, the people. They rewrote it a couple times. They gave the final script to all the cast. The cast like, cool, let's go film it. I think they filmed it down in, uh, in North Carolina. There was like an abandoned power plant or cement plant or something like that. Oh, that's cool. And they said that there'd be no way that they could build this set on a soundstage. So they lucked out and found this place, and they were able to completely transform this power or cement plant into this this city, this dystopian city. But cool. everybody's flying out to North Carolina. All right, let's let's film this thing. Well, Disney buys the rights for distribution because they had a big uh, Buena Vista Pictures, which would do a lot of video um, home video stuff. Mm-hmm. So they now got the rights to distribute it, and they said, we need to change some things. Uh-oh. So, so they change a lot in between the, everybody signing on and them saying, lights, camera, action. I didn't know Disney was involved at all. Yep. Always involved. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're right behind you. So there was there was some problems that I think either the original writers or the original directors or something like that get fired. And then they came back. I think it was the writers. They like came back. They just showed up in the city and they're like, Hey, we're, we're just going to hang out. And they're like, okay. And they started like rewriting the rewrites during the filming process. Wow. And like going into the editing booths and and helping them edit. And they finally got kicked back out again. It was kind of a crazy, crazy thing the actors got very frustrated because they were rewriting stuff on the fly and yeah like, this isn't this isn't the story we signed up for all that stuff so it was Jeez. crazy so tell me danny one thing that you really loved about the movie hmm. i thought it was goofy it's goofy i don't know the mix of the when they come out 90s Yep. The 90s editing and the actors, I thought it had some goofy scenes. I I like that it was it was like the Mario characters, but it wasn't like just the game turned into a movie. It was kind of like the characters and then they made like a different plot out of those characters. Yeah. It was 
the the setting itself was influenced by Super Mario World, which was a game that I don't think you guys have played. No. Um, but they had a they had a level on there called Dino Land, I think. So it was kind of based on that. Hmm. And what becomes of Dino Land? What do we what do we get in the Super Nintendo era from Dino Land that becomes a staple for the rest of the games? Yoshi. Yoshi. Yoshi was cute. Yoshi. Yoshi was really cute. Yeah. So Yoshi, they they decided to create as a cross between a T-Rex and an iguana. That's so cute. And they gave it big eyes to make it look more friendly and likable. <laughs> of course. He did look friendly and likable. There, yeah. was, there was four different Yoshis. You know how like there's four different Yodas and four different, you know, R2-D2s and stuff, depending on the scene that they're they're shooting. Mm-hmm. But the main one was a, a puppet that used 70 cables and whoa, had whoa. nine nine people operating it. Wow. Oh and that puppet cost $500,000 to make. Jeez. What? <laughs> yeah. And it was only on screen for like a couple minutes. Yeah, that's only one of the Yoshis. Crazy. While they were filming that, the uh, some of the people from Jurassic Park were there to check it out. And they were so impressed by it, they're like, hmm, maybe we should let these people make make some of uh, the dinosaurs for the next movie. Did they? times bigger. No, I don't think they did, but mm. they were impressed. They, they inspected the mechanisms, wrote everything down, and then went to go make the movie. Probably stole it, yeah. Stole all the secrets. But yeah, that was expensive. Um, the movie used some visual effects that were innovative at the time. And they introduced many techniques that are still used today. So it, it may have looked silly. Like some of the special effects may have looked silly. Mm-hmm. But for the time, it was pretty pretty state-of-the-art. And it was actually very, very much praised for its special effects and visual effects. It, w- it wasn't so cringe-worthy as like other older movies have been. Yeah. One of the things that... It innovated. It was the first film to use Autodesk Flame, which is kind of the industry standard now for any time you need to make fire. So that's why you saw so many fireballs, you know, being used. They were like showing off this new technology they had. (laughs) Yep. So that was that was pretty good. It was one of four Disney films under consideration for best visual effects that year. What four? (laughs) Yeah, but it lost. To, do you know which one? Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you they, go. <laughs> they, just, they just released in the wrong year. <laughs> they should have waited for Mario Day. <laughs> yep. So tell me something, Amber, that you liked about it. I really liked the the set. It was so cool. The like alternate universe that they had. It was really cool. Um, how it was like all trashy and like punk and like you know the the mushroom goo everywhere and um, like the the random skeletons on the taxi cabs and stuff. It was it was really cool how they like built all of that and like I like watching older movies and seeing like all of like what they made with real things as opposed to just like 
throw it on a green screen. We'll we'll edit it in post, you know. So I, I like right. seeing how scrappy they are and how resourceful they can make a cool looking city out of just like netting and you know paper mache and stuff, whatever they used. Yeah, they used. I think it was like a glue gun, hot glue, is what they used for all the fungus. Hmm. Hot glue. Yeah, so they used a fishing fishing line. They strung that everywhere, and then they hung hot glue on it. Oh wow! Seems like a lot of hot glue, though. Right. Except <laughs> there was sticks a lot. Run out fast. Yeah. <laughs> it must. They must have bigger sticks than we do. Big glue guns. Yeah, they had. You know, they they had some other movies at the time, like Blade Runner. I don't know if you saw the original Blade Runner. I don't think I have. And, uh, you know, very dystopian. So they kind of pulled some stuff from that. Um, Yeah, so they just wanted... Oh, it was called Dino-Hatton was the name of the setting. Of the city? Oh, that's cool. Dino-Hatton. Two other alternate names for it were Koopaville and uh, (laughs) Dino-Yawk. I guess for like... (laughs) New York? Instead of New York, Dino-Yawk. And it's (laughs) Y-A-W-K. <laughs> so here's another interesting fact. The uh the first screenplay was written by a very famous guy at the time called Barry Morrow. And uh the original story followed the brothers Mario and Luigi on an existential road trip. Whoa. But it was deemed to be too similar to a movie that was very famous called Rain Man. Who oh. Barry Barry Morrow also wrote the screenplay too. <laughs> <laughs> so after reading it, the rest of the production crew started nicknaming the movie Drain Man. <laughs> so they, they scrapped that and they uh, they went more for uh, you know Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello type you know movie versus a Rain Man type movie. But yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Nice. What was your favorite part of the movie? Hmm. I, there was just a lot of Easter eggs in there that I would I would laugh at, and I wasn't for sure if you knew or not. And it was some of it based on the video games, and some of it just based on the eighties. <laughs> so, <laughs> the I did dig that. They they put some stuff in there for you know for people to figure out but you know what 40 years later it's a little it's a little out of context i guess what was the like rating of the movie was it pg was this before we had pg-13 it, it may have been yeah it would, it would definitely have right. to be pg i think there was some cut scenes of like strip clubs and stuff Okay. Not, not, probably not full nudity, but at least there were there were some scenes that were shot that they had to cut. Um, I think to be released by Buena Vista Pictures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dinosaur strip clubs. I mean, yeah. even the club that they went to, they were dressed a little raunchy. Yeah. Yep. That, well, that was the eighties. I mean, it was a different time. <laughs> yep. Cool, but overall, did you guys like it? I enjoyed watching it. I don't know if I liked it, but I enjoyed it. Good experience. Yeah, yeah I did. I don't regret watching it. 
It's like something that you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. For your, for, the for your journalistic nature. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have to compare it to the animated Mario movie. Cause that's going to be such a similar vibe, right? It's yeah. Be exactly so. the same. <laughs> yep. Oh, one more, uh, one more fun tidbit. The, uh, the casting. So uh-huh. we even discussed this when we watched the movie. That how, how is it that they cast a Latin American guy, you know, a Colombian, uh, to to play Luigi? Did we talk about this? Oh, you know, I think your mother had kind of said this is you know it's odd. He's oh. clearly Latin. <laughs> He's not Italian. <laughs> but uh, Bob Hoskins actually uh, defended it and said, "Hey, well, it's about time that we get." Uh, Latins playing Italians because it's been so often been the other way, the other way. and the, the example he gave was Scarface so Al Pacino, very famous movie Al Pacino played the part of a, a Latin American oh, that is hmm. that is good go go, guy who played Mario go him <laughs> good. I forget his name good for him Yeah. He, uh, if, you, if you ask, if you run into him and you ask him <laughs> about this movie he will say it's his biggest mistake he ever made. Oh my. <laughs> and, yeah. He he is not a fan. And he blames it on like the rewrites and the direct and mm. direction and stuff. Yeah. John Leguizami is a little bit more forgiving. Dennis Hopper, um, a funny little story, he said that um he had a, a young kid, I think a seven year old at the time, that saw the movie and he's like, Why uh Why'd you make such a bad movie? Why didn't you make a good movie? Why, why are you playing a bad guy? Why are you playing a bad guy? And, uh, and he said, because cause it buys you shoes. <laughs> so, I guess you got you to do something to pay the bills. I guess yeah. so. And his, his son's like, well, do a better movie next time. <laughs> I, I know. I think he said, I don't need shoes that bad, daddy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's funny. Yep. Did the girl who played Daisy, did she like do anything else or like was she famous at the time or Yeah, she was in several things in the in the 80s and 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Mm. Nothing super huge, I don't think, but Okay. It could have been her big break. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Anything else on uh, on the movie? Um, go watch it. Honestly, yeah, go watch it. It's it's only like an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's you make it sound like you're you're only gonna lose this much time of your life. <laughs> I think you should watch it because you should. Yeah. It's, it's it yeah. It's Mario Day. It's funny. Yeah, go watch it today, Mario Day. Find it somewhere. Yeah. Cool. All right. So now we've got the tradition of covering Mario and Mario Day. And maybe next year we can work all of, all the way up to... Um, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. We can, we can go to a more modern game. We did talk about Mario before. We talked about Mario Kart in our racing episode. Yeah. That's true. 
but we never covered Mario. Right. Next March, we can talk about the animated movie that comes out in April. Or we can talk about that when it's relevant and comes out. (laughs) (laughs) No. The minification of Mario. It still looks good, though. It does. Then we'll have to we'll have to go to uh, Super Mario Land. Oh yeah, in in California. California, yeah. Oh, that place looks so cool. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Happy Mario Day, everybody! Pop pop. It's <laughs> 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 like it was like almost exciting. <laughs> Happy Mario Day, everybody. It's a me, Chris Pratt, being Mario in my <laughs> normal speaking voice. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. So thank you, as always, for listening to our podcast. Go get yourself some Mario stuff for Mario Day. And until next time, peace, peace out, out and, and peek out. Peek out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.